podcasting? I believe we are. Or are yeah, we? If everybody's recording, I'm recording. We're good. Mr. Brescia. Yeah. I'm good. Lead us onward. Oh, God, putting me in the four of anything is uh, <laughs> that's some Tell dangerous business. Tell me all business. about it. <laughs> time, time for book well, club number four with uh, some madness Tell here. Me. We got Joel White. Hey. We got Dave Riley. Raise the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're altered carbon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Thug Life, Altered Carbon. I keep it around yeah. my neck on a chain. Just okay, I got it tattooed so on my knuckles. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's been a dark day because I finished the book just this afternoon. I had like, I don't know, 120 pages left. I blew through that. Uh, and then I was waiting for my order to be filled at the pizza shop down the end of the street and cable guy was playing on their tv and like it's just i don't i don't know how to feel i'm gonna go cry myself to sleep when this is over terrible media surrounded you yeah so you saw cable guy and you were like oh thank god finally a break (laughs) yeah (laughs) from altered carbon i I don't see swelling penises anywhere on the screen i'm really pretty much okay with this i can start this podcast by admitting that i have read all three of these novels and I don't have a good explanation as to why. <laughs> at least you don't. If you did, I would be very concerned. Well, you read well, the... if I did, at least, I'd, at least I'd have some reason. Because now it's like, well, I just kind of want to keep reading them. It, it's no. okay to read pulp nonsense for no reason. And you just put it on the bookshelf. Maybe you give it away as some sort of like gift during the holidays for these book swaps or whatever. But like... If you start articulating reasons about it, you're trying to cover that up. You're you're spending too much conscious effort on a Takeshi it, Kovacs novel or whatever. Isn't this the uh, the whole point of this podcast is to give reasons about books? Reasons? I'm, I'm going to give reasons why I hate this fucking book. Well, oh your reason God. should be, I watched most of the Dead Zone, the TV series, so... Look, I had to build my sneak skill in Skyrim... You set auto walk. You gotta have something to do. You can't minimize or it freezes it. So, <laughs> yeah. What I go. used to do in Oblivion is I'd uh, I'd set up like a hammer on my use key <laughs> and just and I'd head off to the bar and I'd come back and I'd be like, hey, hundred and alteration magic. Sweet. Yeah, that, that's about how that works. I like find some some door to just constantly cast the lockpick spell. On. I'm pretty sure you can just loop. Um... I mean, there there is a console option in it, so I'm sure there are scripts that will do that for you. I mean, I'm it's, sure the same. it's basically a digital hammer. but I mean, it is also uh, a PC game, so you could just get a mod and set yeah. it to 100, and it would be the same effect. <laughs> yeah, but there's some sort of like sense of satisfaction from yeah, gaming the system, like especially with a mechanical some... object where you go yeah, to the trouble of setting computers. up. Yeah, you and your automation bunch of you bullshit. You're so smart. You think you're so smart making me grind these dumb spells that I don't even want to cast. Why would you even grind anything in any Skyrim or rather uh, Elder Scrolls game just to get max stats? You gotta I get hurt somehow. I was doing it because I was like, well, I want to get max and I'm leaving right now, so I might as well let the computer do the work for me. Proceed. Yeah, this has nothing to do with altered carbon. Yeah. You know I mean, what else doesn't have anything to do with Altered Carbon? The book. Why is it called Altered Carbon? I read the whole thing and could not figure that out. Um, you know, carbon-based life, and the yeah, word altered life. sounds kind of cool, I guess. Like, the kids the are going to like it. altered is defined as change <laughs> of a state of being or matter. Yeah, uh, I, 
I don't know. I thought maybe he was using like alter, like ensconced almost. So ensconced carbon, but that's the exact opposite of this book. I mean, it's got to be some reference to the, the transhumanism of basically not needing bodies anymore. You mean like Raylene Kawahara's death speech? I, I It's been a while since I read it, so I don't really even remember what it was. She I forgot she was a character in the book. You forgot about Raylene Kawahara? That's the I only mean, interesting just, part of the book. Everything okay, else about this book sucks, except for like Takeshi Kovacs' hatred for Raylene Kawahara. That's the only part of the book that kept me going. Um, I think the my favorite part about these series of books is entirely the world world building, and that's probably why I ended up reading as many as they are. Well, I, I can not, agree with you there because there's no character building worth a shit. Yeah, there's nothing at all. There's no character. <laughs> are there any characters in this book? I don't know. Uh, there, there are caricatures. Are, there's the I main think. character, and then there's everyone he has sex with. Which is everyone. Yeah, that's pretty the much whole the whole book. book. I'm surprised he didn't actually <laughs> that, like go down on Batista during the bar scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for it. Yeah. And he's got this just like comical. So there's that whole description, you know, maybe like a third of the way through the book, where he keeps referring to the cops as Mohicans. Yeah, what the uh, deuce was and, that? Like, that was and, the And haircut? then they eventually explain that, like, they all went to the same barber, and that barber just really liked. They all got the same haircut. Right. And I was like, is that something that any group of human beings would actually do? It's like, oh, we're just all going to have mohawks now. I really just thought that uh, they were he was calling them Mohicans because they had resurrected the Mohican bloodline. Yeah. And they were That's actual That's the altered carbon. They, we found the Mohican <laughs> genome and we recreated it. Yeah, Earth, is, Earth, in an ironic twist, is now populated by only Mohicans. <laughs> we found a way to bring back the noble societies of the Native Americans and yeah. stuff them into synthetic bodies and have them fuck each other it seems this yeah. is a, this is a terrible book by the way can <laughs> i just get themselves that? Oh, oh okay my gosh. Let, let's lay this know. out i don't the... know how the world didn't end as soon as they invented the super vagina <laughs> <laughs> yeah they describe well there's not just one there's like multiple models of augmented vajayjays and you're yeah, just like altered vagina yeah, there's like a hundred of this miriam bancroft lady and she's always secreting things yeah. from her pheromones just suck on my breast pheromones. My merge nine. Yeah. It's a drug. It's like having sex with yourself. Yeah, Doesn't so that make I, it super which, gay? Which no. actually, <laughs> in this book, you can totally do that. So why would you there need to simulate trans it? Exactly. You could. I could be you, blowing myself right, right now. I don't even need the simulation. Who needs drugs? You guys drugs? don't know if I'm not. <laughs> it's technically illegal, though, because the UN has totally capricious laws about any of this stuff. They have laws that are convenient to the unfolding of the plot. That's more yeah. or less how this book works. But I think you got interrupted if you want to give a, a skeleton of yeah. what, what the story is. Yeah, let, let's go with skeleton, because if I put any meat on this, it's going to be engorged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just like that super two vagina was. <laughs> yes, too messing. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so this is like some bullshit sci-fi film noir pulp novel that is also... A work of quasi-erotic fiction at times. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, and so are like somewhat Northern European slash Japanese protagonist <laughs> in a white dude's body. From Harlan's some... world. Yeah, from Harlan's world is now transplanted to Earth in, spoilers, the body of a cop. <laughs> and 
things unfold from there as he's told to find out why some rich old motherfucker blew his own head off or not. Who knows? Whatever. But That's it does, the plot. So, I mean, this is what's really interesting about this universe is that mankind never invented faster than light travel. So they did kind of the standard sci-fi thing of sending people out on these sleeper ships where they'd arrive at their destination decades later. Uh, and it, so this created all these colonies across the world and they all are at these completely disparate levels of technology and they can't really Wait, interact Dave. with each other. Dave, you forgot one key point. The reason that humanity has spread throughout the stars or knew where to put it is because when we got to Mars, yeah, we found shocker, the, Martian star map. Yeah, we found the, the ruins of Martian civilization and many of the planets colonized are old Martian colonies. And this is hundreds of years past that date. So the idea that Earth is the center of the universe has kind of just gone the way of the dodo. Like, that's not really considered as fact anymore. But the way people get around, because they can still transfer between these planets, is they found a way to put your consciousness in this device that they keep in the bottom of your neck. And that's let people disassociate with their bodies to the point where, I mean, it's brought up pretty early in the book where people get killed and it's not murder. They just call it organic damage. And it's like a much less severe crime. And then there's the, the true there's the death. the real death, in, yeah. In the vampire in sense. I was going to say true blood here. Yeah, it's like the vampire definition of true death. Which, I mean, that's good. We've got like the nordic kind of last name northern european last name eastern european last name blend all that stuff together i know there's a ha at the end whatever and uh and so then i just think of eric northman and i think of like how ripped he is and it makes the book a little <laughs> less bad if you're using true blood to like dredge some quality out of a book that's a book with some problems well no but i mean so I, I guess I can kind of agree with getting into the world building of uh, Altered Carbon. Because, I mean, it's cool when he gets to Harlan's world and he describes briefly how there are alien satellites surrounding the planet. So nothing goes above the cloud cover ever because they'll just get destroyed. Uh, but I, there just wasn't enough of that. Like, I don't know. Like, the it, yeah, it just turned into some kind of intensely personal revenge fantasy that this guy had yeah. after I mean, <laughs> you waste all this time with this BS about figuring out why uh, Lawrence Bancroft decided to kill himself. Well, like, that was just what, a complete waste of time. What's with all the flashbacks to his old war buddy who gets the virus? I mean, it was like reading uh, Catch-22 and there's all the flashbacks to the Snowden character being punctured by Flack, except it was handled terribly and it happened like three times as much as necessary. Yeah, we yeah. get it. You suffered war trauma... And the virus idea is going to play into this book at some point. Congratulations. You got that point across like a hundred pages. Why are we doing this? Yeah, they do. I mean, they do bring it up a lot. but They beat it to death. Maybe if you had post-traumatic stress, you might bring it up a lot too. So <laughs> well, maybe see, it's If I had post-traumatic stress, I wouldn't write that into the plot of a book because I knew it would bore the living shit out of people. <laughs> it I would be hiding up. in a bunker somewhere. I wouldn't communicate with people. It keeps coming up, but it's almost redundant to Kovacs' character because – or Kovacs. I don't care. I'm going to say it wrong probably four different ways during this podcast. I have no idea, so just do whatever I'm just going to call want. him Takeshi because I know how that one sounds. So okay. it's yo, just yo. totally redundant to Takeshi's character because this – I guess it's supposed to explain the roots of his sort of you know, anti-authoritarian worldview or anti-authority 
you know, I hate everybody who is the commander of anything. But he also spends all of his time telling you that that's what he's going to do. And he's a murderous psychopath. Like, why do I need this other part to explain anything? And it's not really, really fleshed out why this makes me care about Takeshi anymore or why this motivates him. It's just like some weird thing. Did you care about him at all, Joel? That's the question. Uh, I mean, ultimately, no. Takeshi's kind of just a, he's a jerk. I think I cared more about Ortega in the end than I cared about him. How do you, yeah, I mean, she's probably the most, like, relevant character in the book. She's relatively human. And she's been fucked over six ways from Sunday, so you kind of feel bad. By Kovac! Literally! Literally! (laughs) But who hasn't, honestly? Well, 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 actually, it's not six. It is precisely three. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, so, humankind gets their consciousness teleported around the stars. That's how they get things done. And they just, generally, unless you're the super rich, you just end up in a body... Whatever body they have on hand, basically. Uh, people have become so disassociated from their bodies that if, say, a person is a criminal and put into jail for 30 years, their body is just kept on stack. And they just hold on to it and put somebody else in it when it's convenient. Uh, so Kovax is part of this, like, international, interstellar, I guess. It, it's the, the union of planets have their the interstellar marines that they ship around and have specific training so that when they get into a new body in a new world, they adjust immediately. And they're pretty much just superhumans. And this is the explanation he gives to have Kovax be this, like, complete Mary Sue character. (laughs) I mean, I feel that's probably a, a misuse of that term, but I have no better way to describe how OP he is in every way. <laughs> like, he's just like, everybody wants to have sex with him. He is good at everything he does in any instance. I mean, the, the number of times that there were descriptions like, if it weren't for my training, I would have felt fear, but... Yeah. And it's like, okay, do you have to go to that level to demonstrate, like, how far above everybody he is, and he's orchestrating... Well, absolutely everything in some asinine way he collects incoherent threads of thought and somehow pieces together the plot yeah, out of like it the worst thing. he doesn't yeah he's not even as cool as sherlock holmes because he doesn't he does he, it by accident he's yeah. like it's subconscious or it's unconscious he gets this real drunk somewhere in europe i've ever seen this is like you know if takeshi kovac showed up in like a comic book you'd be like that's the crappiest x-men i've ever seen you know, he's like one of the new mutants, like whatever the Indian chick was that made illusions. You're just like, they're going to have one comic book about her heritage, and maybe she'll be trapped with the brood like Kitty Pride was that one time. But no, there's going to be nothing awesome about this guy. And I mean, I guess he does do cool things, but yeah, I agree with Dave. They just seem to come out of nowhere. It's just, it's completely, you have not earned any of that. Like, to be like, he is, he's just good. Just good at everything. Just shoots guys, punches guys, fucks all the women, everyone he mets. I don't know if he's hypnotizing them or what, but... Maybe he's got the Merge 9, who knows, but... Unconsciously hypnotizing them. I'll tell you, this is a good counterpoint to the name of the wind, because we saw that character's evolution from the beginning of his life and how he went through absolute miserable shit and fucked up repeatedly. In this case, we just get 
well, he's got some history and maybe he screwed up. We don't really yeah, know, once. I guess. But in the entirety of this book, I don't think he fucks up once. No, Even he when does. he fucks I mean, up, he gets, it's, it's to his benefit. Caught. Yeah, he gets caught and then that ends up working out for the better. <laughs> Not really. I mean, he he gets caught and then murders everybody at the clinic yeah. as sort of and his entree into... Uh, <laughs> he gets super tortured, murders everybody at a clinic... And then that becomes his entree to get in with the the leader of the gang that was running the clinic. And, you know, oh, it turns out that it's this person you hated from your past who's also the reason you got hired to, uh, you know, investigate this guy's murder. But that it's all just also, seems like... Yeah. Spoilers, is also the reason the guy got murdered. This, this novel is a literary singularity. It just collapses in on itself and drags you down with it. Yeah. Everything ends up folding back in on itself by the end of the book. It's too neat. It's too stupid. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's just like there's this. It was really frustrating at the end, and I think that maybe is why I was so interested in Kovach's revenge scenario with uh, Raylene Kawahara because she was just too powerful. So much of the book hinged on her that you know I ended up hating her just because of what she represented, like this idea that one person could be the linchpin in so many lives, which is too absurd. Well, those fucking meths, you just never know. They can do whatever they want, and they've been alive Dude. for six million years, so clearly they've got the powers of... Those guys had only been alive for 300 years. Humanity exactly. really, like... Methuselah was like 900-something years old, so they are one-third of Methuselah, and they're well, already I think a meth. The, I think Lawrence Bancroft is pushing, like... He's more than half a century. Yeah. No, no. I don't. I don't think they consider Kovacs a, a meth. Though they oh, do no, say no. in the universe that that the the mental and fiscal strain usually means that people only end up uh, resleeving their, themselves in a new body once. So they sort of they get old and they say, "Okay, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to get a new body and be 20 years old again." And they can't really cope with. But the they also the they mentioned of being young. Well, they can't, they can't deal with the stress of knowing that they'll be old again. Like, the misery of yeah. growing old is just so extreme. And normally you stretch it out because you can only afford one sleeve. And the re the, what makes the meths unique is that they're rich enough to be able to afford uh, multiple resleevings or sort of resleevings at a whim. Well, so they can you're, also you're constantly clones. refreshing so they get your body. The body they yeah. want. Right, that's it's, the it's thing. The they get their book. own body back instead of a, an artificial yeah. or some byproduct. They get their it's, own clone back at 20 yeah. or whatever. There's a scene in, I think it's in the first book, where he's trying to describe this concept. So he has the white guy meeting up with his black family. Yeah. And all the children don't recognize their father. I mean, he also, I mean, he has the, well, what's the, her first name, her last name is Elliot. She's the dipper. Yeah, yeah, the Irene Elliot, Elliot. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he has Irene Elliot come back as an Asian woman when she had previously been a tall, blonde, white chick. So they, they kind of go into that a little bit in more in-depth. I don't know. I The more I talk about it, I find that the the interesting thing about this book is all of the uh, the side characters. Like, Kovach himself is ultimately uninteresting because he's just like some super commando with, uh, you know, your sort of stereotypical, I've done some stuff. It messed me up. Now <laughs> yeah. I hate the world. And then everybody well, else is like, it's... well, you know. I was a criminal. I got arrested. My daughter tried to become a prostitute when I was on the stack to buy my body back. And, you know, I've just been resurrected by this jerk to do his bidding. And, oh, you know, I'm just realizing that my life sucks. 
but I I was a big fan of I don't remember her name, but the girl he kind of hooks up with and has actual camaraderie with, oh, like the, the one yeah, he doesn't the trap bang. character. Oh my gosh, the yeah, only tra- one you wanted him to have sex with? Trap yeah. was like the best character <laughs> in the book. <laughs> well, she's the only one whose motives aren't obvious. Yeah. Like he doesn't just tell you everything about Trap. She just kind of does these bizarre things at the end of the book where you, you're not really sure why she does it. There's actually some mystery there. It's not explained over some sort of sordid sex scene. Like, while I was elbow deep in Trap, she decided <laughs> that she would switch allegiance. In the super pussy. <laughs> Keep that on stack. <laughs> Trap's combat hardened but JJ ripped me. Got a stack like in it. my pants. Yeah. Battle weathered. <laughs> <laughs> Trip had judo training below the belt. Yeah, which I mean, I've got to say, like the sex scenes in this and the, the sexual descriptions, a little bit over the top. And the worst part is not just the over the top, but like the jarring nature of some of them. It comes off like somebody's setting up a scene description in a film noir screenplay, and then they just segue <laughs> into a straight porn. So it's like ah. The mist rolled off of the ocean. It began to blank at the bayside like all of the bad memories that I wanted to forget. I strolled down the alleyway, my hands stuffed in my pockets. I wondered if someone accosted me, would I be able to draw my gun fast enough to take them down, or would I die first? The head of my penis swelled with blood. And he's like, wait, no, 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 you were going somewhere. God uh, damn it. The gun is my penis. Do they even... There's none of the virtual reality sex in this book, is there? No, no just the virtual reality we get is the Merge Nine with uh... yeah, because you get you get some some VR sex in the later ones where people are like making their breasts enormous, <laughs> and so they're perfect having orgasms for like one continuous orgasm for six hours. <laughs> Great, you know that's that's exactly what this novel was missing. So I'm you know I'm glad that the sequels. Why do you this. Even, yeah? And oh like, oh, man. Have you seen... I want to get a sandwich, but I just keep orgasming. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, well, I mean, it's I've a good thing good time moves faster before. in virtual, right? You know, that way. Oh, like... yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They have six hours of sex in like three minutes. <laughs> that's what I say. But, you know, nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And what was with like the dog abuse sex at the end? That was oh, that just guy fucking got weird. what was coming to him. Yeah. Who that's throws a, that in? That's, that's just like, well, thing. by the way, there's it this, like... It all comes down to the pleasure bar. <laughs> there's this gimpy dog wandering out of a door, and there's some naked guy with a boner, and it's like, no, I don't I don't need... Why? Why are you doing this? Uh, well, the craziest you know thing what? Is when like... I'm super rich, I really just want to rape a dog. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't that's think people who like... want to rape dogs become super rich. <laughs> I think that's a debilitating condition. Well, what's crazy is it's not even just, like, you already assume that something went down with a dog. But then when he goes into the room to murder the guy, which, frankly, I think we're all a little grateful that that was included in the book. When he goes in there to murder the guy, it's like he's wearing, like, a dinner jacket, but he's naked from the waist down. So it's like this weird Lynchian vision along with, like, the suggested bestiality. So it's not just, like, a man raped a dog. It's a man in a dinner jacket went to pound town on a puppy. Yeah, and it was a puppy, right? <laughs> I, don't, I love how the dog is like, go back to like looking at the dog. It's like, that was the saddest looking animal I'd ever seen. The dog was so sad. It's like the ultimate anthropomorphization. It's like, these guys are already murdering prostitutes. Why do I need to hate them more? Yeah. 
They have a whole scheme set up. <laughs> like the super snuff of the future. You've got, you've got a floating sky city that is devoted to rape and murder. And you're like, well, we need to throw in dog rape too, because I mean, it's just not sorted enough. We need to taint them. It's like, no, no, this, why would you even bother? Well, I also love how like they have virtual reality that is basically reality in which they do all these things anyway. But then there are people who are like, no, I need the real thing. It's not real enough. Yeah. It's, it's like, you're not even you real. Brought. It's like, what? You've been through four bodies. You don't even know what real means anymore. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, it's it's a very tenuous thread. I thought it was pretty dumb. I completely forgot about the dog rape, so I appreciate you guys bringing it back up. <laughs> it's good. I, I just want to ensure your mental discomfort for the next he couple of weeks. He doesn't reach quite those heights again. I don't think there's anything quite on that level in the next couple of books. Well, what's, what's even crazier is the amount of time you spend with the dog. I feel like they're, I know more about that dog than I do some characters with speaking parts. Like, <laughs> Curtis might as well be that dog. I also remember the his sort of trademark stilted prose being so overwrought at that point that I did not quite know that the dog had been raped. Because <laughs> he just spent a lot of time talking about how miserable it looked and how it was limping. Yeah. What are the never, only the, conclusions the you can draw from that? Off. What, what can you draw from that? <laughs> that somebody shot in the leg with a BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would the dog be limping? This isn't summer camp inside of a county, all right? A dinner jacket. <laughs> this is a suborbital fucking sex museum. I don't know. I found it's... one of those in Just Cause 2. <laughs> I crashed my plane into it and I got out and I was like, oh, what's up, sex blip? <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't see any doggy rape, but I didn't go below deck. Uh, You're better for it. Yeah, Yeah, probably. A little bit. Tiny bit. Well, I mean, all the bizarre... Yeah. I guess that's one thing that they could have probably exploited more to his advantage. Like, all of the sort of bizarre sex that accompanies the disassociation of self from body. Uh, I felt like... You can go more places than the author decided to go with that. He was more like, these people are bad, okay, and we're going to shoot the bad people. Yeah. It's well, like, I just figured virtual reality, 10 boners. <laughs> I would just be bristling with boners. <laughs> That's all I need now is a vision of you as like a the boner hedgehog. Dave, the boner yeah. anemone. <laughs> I just, I just curled to a little ball and it's just boners everywhere. To protect myself. <laughs> to protect um, yourself? Yeah, okay, what? That great. would not. That would be excruciating. That's true. It would be, it's a risky maneuver, but when it pays off, it does so. Well, experience. no, but you're in virtual reality, so you know. Then you get to roll across like shag carpeting or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy way to impregnate a lot of virtual reality whores. I I don't really know. It sounds immensely discomforting. <laughs> so I'm going to ask a question, which is, what is the point? Of writing a book about a dude who is actually a sociopath. Um, it's just like, how? who are you supposed to care about? Because, okay, maybe you could write a book where the main character is a crazy sociopath who's been through it all, man. He's seen too much and he just, like, doesn't care and has no respect for life. And then just fill it with a lot of side characters who have not lost that humanity. But I don't think that's really the case here. But Davey's got a heart of gold. He tries to help out the sleeve or i guess i should say on the stack uh hooker's family 
right? Yeah. Like that, that's just that's just one redeeming out. characteristic. Is but like you can't just like say somebody has a heart of gold. <laughs> You're like, well, he does have feelings, guys. Seriously, he he will murder literally anyone <laughs> who's in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> including that family if they got in his way. Well, yeah, I mean, but he has feelings, Well, but I swear. See, here's the thing. He would murder that family, but only if that family was somehow involved in some kind of illegal re-sleeving activity that involved like the murder of the helpless. Like There's this, there's this one moment um, when Kovacs doesn't know who Ray is, and he gives you this long monologue about how you know you got to make it personal. Before he goes in and murders everybody in the clinic, he just talks about, you know, you have to make it personal. Like, you can't let these powerful people just pretend that everything's about business, or you can't let your life be dismissed as some proposition to them. You have to make it personal. And I, I don't know. That was kind of uh, – that struck a chord. Like, I don't think it's necessarily true because he then went on, like, a murderous rampage and killed a bunch of people probably what? in just as disgusting a way as the other people. It, you know, it wasn't any better than what they had done, essentially. But I, you know, it's something more than just I'm a psychopath. I'm going to kill everybody. But yeah, he probably was pretty crazy. At the same time, he like the people he's murdering in the clinic setting are like it's this like re-sleeving nurse anesthetist who's like trying to pay off his school loans, and it's like <laughs> oh, I, I'm just trying to get by. Like I'm just trying to cover rent, and on Fridays I like to go out with my friends, have a couple of shots of bourbon, you know, and just getting through life and well, but see, yeah. and that's straight the... burned out of existence by some sort of terrible laser cannon. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the sort of thing where he doesn't really pay off on the promise he makes. Like, Kovach is gearing up to make some big philosophical statement that never comes. Like, there's never anything more than, uh, you know, don't be in my way. Or, you know, it's sort of like the, the scene in Unforgiven where he shoots the bar owner who's unarmed. And, you know, it's not a redeeming moment of violence, but it's just sort of that, uh, you know, violence for the sake of the grander principle of justice. Where, you know, if you've committed evil, even if you are ostensibly innocent in the face of it, you still participate in it and thus must be punished. Well, it's all right, because if the moral revelations and the philosophical revelations never come, at least Kovacs does like six or ten times. So, you know... We- <laughs> We make up for it one way or another. Perhaps we are the altered carbon. No, I'm pretty much the same. This book sucked. What, like altered and inexorably like scarred as his <laughs> sleeved body was? I don't know. I think probably the reason I don't hate it completely is just because there's so little stuff that even like resembles cyberpunk anymore. That to have somebody lay it out for me and be like, all right, here's three novels that are kind of cyberpunk. I sat there and said, okay, I'll read them all, like, right now. Yeah. So even though they're not that good, I, 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 I'm willing to let this hang its hat on just describing the situations that the world is in after all these technological advancements have happened. And... That's probably not a good excuse to read a book to be like, well, the characters suck and the actual prose really sucks. But (laughs) he got like one or two good ideas that somebody thought of already 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) He he read a Harlan Ellison short story and in order to avoid being sued, named a planet after him and then went ahead and just. Oh, shit. I never thought about that. (laughs) Oh, it's been in my face the whole time. 
uh, among uh, other Harlem things. World. Oh man, like dicks. <laughs> Why isn't he? He clothes himself at the end of the novel. Why doesn't he? He's like, well, we got to go save the world or whatever we're doing. Well, that's Why my favorite just... thing. He's like, I guess my name is Takeshi. Them... I get downloaded into a super ninja body. Yeah, it's super body. It's better than your regular body. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't see anywhere in this, and I was well when he clones himself. The job of the one clone is to have sex with Miriam Bancroft all day. Seven. The job of the other clone is to kill Raylene and blow himself up, if at all possible. (laughs) And you honestly don't know which he would prefer. Which, I mean, that is, uh, yeah. Like, which clone is getting the good end of the deal? From Takeshi Kovacs' perspective, maybe both. Well, F- I mean, fiery orgasm of death or fiery orgasm of fiery life? orgasm. <laughs> this goes, there's no metaphor necessary. Yeah. I wish this book were a metaphor. Uh, I wish no, it had been related to me in a, a three word metaphorical kind of. I consider it to be a parable uh, yeah. about why you should read books like this. <laughs> <laughs> a cautionary uh, tale. I don't know. I think it. I think it was probably Graz that said it like this, but his writing is just stilted as fuck. <laughs> I don't have a better way that to you... describe it, but it's like so terse. It's just it's completely utilitarian writing that really doesn't serve. I, I don't know. There, there just appears to be no joy in it. Well, occasionally like, he lapses into description, and it feels weird. You're like, yeah. wait, wait, this is alien territory for you, isn't it? Like, you've not used adjectives in a while. <laughs> well, but even the book opens with this sort of, I don't even know, like, I remember the the metaphor about the waves receding on the, the shoreline, like ranks of soldiers or something. Like, it's something that it just felt way too... Uh, overwrought, and I'm going to be so noir. And then he wasn't even that noir. Yeah. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, there wasn't any of that kind of cool cat feel to this novel. Maybe he watched the anime noir and thought that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> there were, I mean, there were, I think you just cracked the code. <laughs> Both of those things have a shitload of flashbacks of the exact same thing in it. <laughs> It's like, oh man, panties and flashbacks. I can do a whole novel on this. <laughs> I know it. I'm, I know this. Maybe yeah. He just he. This is his. It was a. It started as a fanfic project. He was just gonna, you know, finally take noir to the next level. He's like a so failed Dojin author. So noir is about emotionless killing machines who constantly have flashbacks. And Altered Carbon is about an emotionless killing machine <laughs> who constantly has flashbacks. So you're saying he just wrote fan fiction and replaced all the proper nouns. <laughs> like, if we replace it all with, like, Kirika and Muriel, uh, and now I'm just ashamed that I remember both of those names. Hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I, they just came to me in a flash. I, I didn't a know them back. before this moment. <laughs> yeah, flash. Noaru. Oh. <laughs> Looking at that fucking pocket watch. <laughs> but uh, we just replace them all with that, and we're just gonna like it's gonna be the same thing exactly. They're gonna be like, we're, we're making the alter carbon anime, and then the dude that directed Nars is like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, I don't remember a lot of spaceships in noir, but I only watched like the first four or five episodes. Way more than enough. <laughs> I mean, I saw that flashback like 20, 30 times <laughs> at a time. Oh, man. But yeah, I don't uh, I was Me and John were talking before you got on the call, Dave, and I think in the question, if you ask the question, would you recommend Altered Carbon? I would say no. I would not recommend Altered Carbon. I would recommend like Snow Crash and Neuromancer. Yeah, well, I think he's probably, I don't know, I don't want to ascribe motivations to people. I don't want to say people are like copying things. But I think he really wants to have that William Gibson style prose. And he falls short of the line. And sort of it, it just, the whole, it, I also don't want to call people sociopaths. <laughs> like, who writes a book like that? But, but a sociopath or a 12-year-old? Like maybe maybe, maybe he is a sociopathic twelve-year-old. He's like, well, I just think if maybe if he was like thirteen and got bullied a lot, and you wrote this novel, <laughs> that would make a little more sense. But it's just like so. I read Ender's Game relatively late in life, um, and when I read it, I was struck by the fact that not only is it this weird adolescent power fantasy in the way that it's expected to be in the book. But also in this really creepy way that supersedes the intent of the author, where the dude is just perfect in every way and never held accountable for everything. And it's clearly, whether it's on purpose or not, trying to appeal to, like, nerds. Like, 12-year-old kids, it's like, everybody just doesn't know how great you are. And nothing you do is ever your fault. And you're, you're never, you should never be punished for anything. And I feel like that's the kind of book that Altered Carbon spawns. This thing, it's just like, well, you're you're just the superhero, man. You can't, there's no accountability. You just murder everyone. <laughs> just like, do whatever you want. Just well, there, there everyone, is accountability, but you everyone. have to deliver it. No yeah. one, there is yeah, only one justice. There's only one truth, and it's yours. And you have to mete out that truth onto an ignorant and evil populace that yeah. would deny it. They are the masses. There is one good family out in the suburbs who you can, you can handle them in your own time. Everybody else, that cop's okay. She's only having sex with you because you're in the body of her ex-partner. It's weird. <laughs> thing is, it's not weird enough. They let it go pretty quickly. They're like, oh, this is awkward. It's just because I'm in Riker's sleeve. And then three minutes later, it's like... The taste of her vagina was overpowering. <laughs> Son of a no. bitch! I? No, no. There is an exact gross line to that one. There's an exact gross line to every time there is, you know, an explicit sequence in this book. You know, the first one, this one with a salty splash when the Merge 9 uh, kicks in and, oh. you know, he... Yeah. So there's a salty splash in his mouth. I'll let you do the math, Internet. Oh. Uh, and then in the, <laughs> the line with uh, Ortega, so, you know, the, he, they've finished the act. You think he's done. You know, they've actually had sort of a a, a torrid, uh, pent-up expression of sexual urges. You know, that, that makes sense. But that's not enough for a sexual dynamo to Keshi Kovach because he goes in for seconds. So he finishes up, and then he goes in, and she resists. And then I think he, he actually says possibly at like the grossness or the revulsion that are commingled juices and i was like yes that is enough to stop most people kovach 
but apparently this isn't your body, so you don't care about it. After years, it gets a little old. <laughs> he gets off on it, man. He's like, I'm defect Kenesha Kovacs, and I travel the stars making men's body eat their own semen. <laughs> so when they get out of prison, they go, <laughs> So this is like... Of, of course, somebody has to tell them about it. This <laughs> is like here. Future bad Kovac said, give you this videotape. He, he just Wait, tapes he himself. Hands oh, him oh off. my God. Somebody stop me. I well, mean the, him. The, it's crazy, though, because Takeshi Kovach, you know, he hasn't been just wandering the stars for 150 years. Based on, like, my understanding of the novel, he's been on stack for at least, yeah, you know, for 80 of that, if he's not more. He's been in jail and what have you. Well, because we, he was in the Envoy Corps. How long was he just floating around without a body? Like, they don't even really get into that. He says he's 150 years old, straight up, but he had enough time to serve in the military, military get trained as an Envoy, bounce around from planet to planet uh, at the directive of the Protectorate, and then get locked up for like 80 years and teleported to Earth. And I love the constant flashbacks to the Virginia Viadura character who we know nothing at all about, but we hear quotes from her like every 10 pages, so that's great. Dude, all I know is don't pull a pistol on her. Yeah, she, will she shows up. up eventually. I think she's the one who makes her tits super giants. Oh, good. Good. That's exactly where I wanted that uh, to go. Really? So they told me I would have been so fucking disappointed. More, more spoilers. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. There are some. What's, what's it? Uh, Gratz wrote a note that said, <laughs> Why is prison? Take a nap for 10 years and you wake up like nothing happens. <laughs> well, I mean, he mentions it. You know? good prison. <laughs> yeah, you go to. You take a nap. Everyone you know is dead. But that's the thing. Everybody doesn't die, so I think the issue is deeper than that, more profound than that. You go on stack, you wake up 150 years later, and your favorite brunch restaurant has gone on. God, God, you are, you are completely fucked. Doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, you roll up and you say, "Yo, can I get a mimosa?" And they say, "What?" Yep, they're like, "No, no, there's no brunch. There's only lurch now." And you're like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I tried having stuffed French toast somewhere else, and it sucked. <laughs> I tried to make my own, and nobody knew what toast was. <laughs> <laughs> we now eat a vitamin-rich slurry. <laughs> it's our only food. Oddly enough, sir, from vaginas. I guess everything's yeah. coming together. Yeah, well, it's a nice bit of concordance. That's the other question. Like, It seems like for about 600 years of the future, not. Not, not that much has happened. Like, we got kind of some flying cars and the whole brain stack thing, but otherwise, pretty much seems like normal. People are still eating ramen. Wars are still happening in yeah. space Middle East, I guess, because yeah. there was the whole yeah, wonderfully say, thinly veiled Sharia. Sharia. Screw you. But it's with, it's with, it's with the why. No, that's what he did. He, he took, like, three Arabic words in the course of this book took the English transliterations, completely fucked them, and then pretended like he wasn't doing it at all. It was real cute. I can't well, remember. I was just which... really confused because it had a Y in it. Was, <laughs> was Sharia supposed to be where Quell was from, too? No. No, that was a Harlan's World. She's from Harlan's World. All right, because Quell was basically the only part of the book I cared about. And really, you know, and that's because I was getting a really hardcore... Um, Boner? No. Ah, like a philosophy boner. Well, a Dune a Dune vibe was coming through yeah. pretty heavy on the Quell parts. Like a Muad'Dib. Yeah. Uh, here's some spoilers for the internet on the third book. Uh, he bangs Quell. What? She comes back from space. <laughs> and he had sex with her. 
What? That completely ruins it. I know. Hang on. Hang on. I'm lighting a cigarette on that note. I can't fucking take this. <laughs> so all of like the the weird mm. or like potentially interesting character drama is just completely I don't know, for lack of a better word, punctured by like what happened. Like, Joel, wow. no. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> that is so weak. Wow. It's so you pretty... can't even like that's yeah, this was written by a twelve year old. It's like you, you well, can't every, relate to people other than if you're like murdering them. To bang or murder. That's crazy. Yeah, because I always I thought the Quell stuff was really interesting too. And then she comes back from space in the third book. They tell you so the satellites were like some weird Martian Heaven's Gate thing where they were all going to transcend into information. Uh, so anybody who's been sh- shot by them, shot down by them and their lasers, gets like put in this virtual reality data bank. And uh, Quell comes back to life as a personality in this other person's like cyberware, which is a pretty neat idea. And then he has sex with her. Yeah, and the neat idea is totally spoiled. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, dude... I'm not some, like, prude who says don't put the having sex part in the books. I'm down. But, like, you gotta know how to do it, man. Just like <laughs> you have to know how to, like, use the violence. It's like, uh, no, this this chapter of the book is about inserting, uh, uh, God, what are those things called? The hair coils into a vagina. A hot roller? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they, they had the heating virtual rod or whatever. The, yeah. They were like... In virtual reality, you can just feel this pain forever. Because, like, where do you find the type of person who is willing to inflict that mental trauma on someone? Apparently in any resident hospital in the Bay City area, seems. (laughs) I think those people are not as few and far between as we'd like to think. Yeah, well, I want to believe. But I guess not. I guess that'd be too much to ask. Well, hey, when you got people wandering around most of sub-Saharan Africa cutting off kids' limbs. Yeah. Guess we're not that good. Maybe the, the people 600 years from now on Harlan's world have it better than they realize. They get to join <laughs> yeah, so their, like, sweet Akira-esque teenage revolt gangs. And then the Lord's Army gets to cut your arms off 3,000 times in virtual. Who knows? It's, yeah... This yeah, this book was fucking weird. miserable. Uh, I mean, I tore. It's easy enough to read. It's yeah. just like you read it the whole time, and it it never even reaches the level of bubblegum because it's just not. There's there's too many points that are just kind of revolting. Like it's just like a, I can't you know in good conscience read this. Like I got to the, the when um when he first uh you know gets down with Marion Bancroft. I was reading that on the train. And I'm like trying to tuck <laughs> to the sure book away. <laughs> I'm like, oh my Put your god! Hand over it. There's some like nerd in the corner just looking at me and nodding, and I'm like, yeah. no, no, you don't understand. You like that? You like that super vagina, don't you? <laughs> like whispering merge nine at me when I get off the train. I'm like, what? A- <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. But yeah, I don't know. Just but yeah, it. just read Neuromancer. It's got just all. Let it merge nine with you. <laughs> it's, it's got you know, 
a fair bit of sex in it and probably just as much violence. No, the it has happen. like fucking sweet post operative like I just got my body back sex. <laughs> I cuz I mean it's been a while since I read Neuromancer so I don't really remember but I'm pretty sure they bang like right after he gets his hacker powers back and it's this totally not subtle uh conveying the idea that like now I'm a human being again and I have passion in my life. And that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Kovac's got no passion. Well, there's even the, I mean, there's even another analog between um, the uh, the character of God. I can't remember the guy's name. The cowboy. What was his name in Neuromancer? Cowboy? You mean the main character? Yeah. Or was there an actual cowboy? They called him a cowboy. That's what Case. the hackers were called. Case. There's an analog there because uh, Kovacs is obsessed with his anger, and there are moments in Neuromancer where he sort of talks about being enlivened by a white hot anger at the center of his body that i mean and granted i'm going to say that you're allowed to have the emotion of anger be central to your book but i'm willing to draw conclusions that are negative about altered carbon because i didn't like it that much i think that means we've exhausted it we've spent our rage i don't know i'm trying to think of anything else to add to it but i think i'm about set (laughs) i don't know I, I probably could have refreshed my memory on this, but I remember it pretty well. I don't know. There's always just some idea that he introduces in these books that makes me want to keep reading it, even though I don't really like them. He's got this whole thing about these super commandos in the third book that become a really good fighting unit by all being linked by their cyberware. I mean, but it's nothing new. Like that. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with stuff not being new, but... If if you're going to copy someone else's idea, make a good book out of it. <laughs> Otherwise, don't copy the idea because everyone's going to say, well, he just copied that idea and didn't make a very good book out of it. Because <laughs> I think it's fine to, like, take ideas. There's 10,000 fucking vampire novels out there. But, like, if you make, like, a vampire novel like Twilight, people are going to say, well, that's not a very good vampire novel. <laughs> I mean, everybody admits that art is theft and that's fine <clears throat> everybody's always borrowing ideas or outright ripping off ideas from other people i don't care where you get your source material it's the idea of implementation i agree just don't fuck it up in the translation yeah and it's just, it's just like it's, people have already had these ideas and done it better like if you want to use the same idea then you got to do it better than them or you have to sort of exploit those angles that are unique to your book. So, like, the idea of the envoys, uh, the needle transmission. Like, why don't yeah. you... There, well, that's the best idea. Yeah, there's... The, there's people this... just zap around the galaxy and end up in whatever body's waiting for them on the other side. Yeah, and that actually inspired the most interesting debate in terms of the forum debate on this, where it was, like, well, you know, are you the same person? If you split your consciousness into two bodies, you begin to diverge immediately whenever you even if it's a singular consciousness, get transferred into another body? Is it really the same person? Those are sort of interesting and nuanced ideas that you could play with. And yeah, instead he just plays with questions. genitals instead of well, that. No, never. So. He does ask never. those questions. And that's the frustrating part because he even brings it up. There are multiple, like, Cadman spends all of his time re-sleeving. Uh, you know, he's, he's got multiple sleeves running around. 
Kovacs actually does it at one point. You got Miriam Bancroft and her sort of sex clone army, do pleasure army. Uh, you also, I, I mean, there are, there are laws about it. Uh, they mentioned it multiple times at the UN and has made it illegal to have multiple sleeves of the same person. Uh, there's even the question Kovacs himself brings it up when they're deciding between uh, which memory will live beyond uh, the the completion of their mission when they play rock, paper, scissors to decide uh, which copy of Kovacs gets to continue into the future because they're not going to get spliced together. One just gets erased uh, once you know he murders um, Kawahara and the ruse is up. So I mean, like he 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 prods at sort of the more interesting parts of his world, but they're they're treated as kind of tangential to what's actually happening. Well, yeah, it's like, it's it would, like if that uh, stuff was more at the core, it would be a better a better book. Yeah, I agree. Well, they introduce it almost immediately because they have Cadman, who is this notorious criminal who won't who trusts everybody else so little that the only person he will work with is himself. And I have just used as many words to describe that scenario as he did. <laughs> like, like the guy, the guy copies himself, and he, the only partner he trusts is himself. And that's never. It's just used to be like, well, and you're not supposed to do that. I mean, it's just they just use that character to say, we don't do that in this world. Uh, okay, look over here now. Like, <laughs> and he would have been a far better main character in terms of being really interesting, and there would have been a lot of different avenues to go with that. You could have explored him a whole hell of a lot. Instead, well, I don't know. Just... You, you write a, you write a, a book about somebody who copies himself, and that's like that's all the book is going to be about. Like I don't know what I... other plot you dude. That would have been there. fine. Like I would have been if even you more handled interested it well. if it sort of had a whole like okay, we're going to do this multiple copies thing. Except, you know, you are tracking down a copy, and then it sets up like the ultimate no, I'm the real one scenario. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, imagine one of your copies decides, fuck this, I'm going to go rogue, and so now you and a team of you has to track down you. Yeah. That could be kind of cool. Instead, it's sociopath ex-space marine guy gets transmitted to Earth and has sex with everybody. <laughs> you female, let's do this. Yeah, more or less. So, hey, Altered Carbon, it was a really shit book so uh, if you're I mean, it's i mean you it's know, not chew like it up it's, and spit it out okay, they're it, definitely it's not the worst book in history i've read a lot it's not worse the worst than book in book club i mean no no i couldn't even finish number of the beast yeah i finished altered carbon that says something i finished number of the beast and i will pay for that for the remainder of my life <laughs> this is what i go through for you people so fucking appreciate it but uh okay so it, it's not great it's probably not even really good, but there are good elements to it. So if you can go in and appreciate those and leave the dog rape, then, I mean, go for it. Uh, otherwise, I mean, know what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something I would read on vacation. And I probably, if you only read sci-fi novels, you shouldn't do that, first of all. But, you know, you'd probably, it'd probably be worth checking this out. If you only read sci-fi novels, go read other novels. Yeah, that's a fair point, too. I mostly read sci-fi, and uh, Altered Carbon still didn't quite do it for me. I just was, I mean, he's got some good ideas. Somebody else could take them and make a better book out of them. Like, like the way you should only remake movies that were bad. Just 
Somebody take Alter Carbon and remake it into a good book. <laughs> or just write your own good book. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. You, you, I mean, this sold a whole bunch of copies probably, and it wasn't that good. So just everybody else just write a novel and see how well you can do. I mean, really, you can't miss after this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there are um, there are a million crappy novels written, no, even see, I'm, published I'm, every year. But... Joel, I'm doing this to encourage people to write as many novels as possible so we have more fodder. <laughs> it's important to keep stimulating these mongoloids to continue producing nonsense. Oh, my goodness. But the problem is there's so many good books out there, but that's all right. I mean, I, we were I was hating on Altered Carbon, but it, frankly... I chewed through it. It was a page turner. And even with all of the uncomfortable moments, there was enough there to kind of to get me through. I never was like reading it and I was like I should just stop reading this book. Fair enough. That's the strongest endorsement I think you're going to get for the book right here. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel like putting it down. It, it didn't compel me to, to stop read it reading. by uh, the book club. I did not feel like I should stop reading it. Yeah, so enough mention of teats. Well, that's true. No direct mention, but dude, I mean, yeah. Well, just the word "teat." You look, could have snuck it in there. There was a scene in which a, you can't ca just... a callous-handed jack-off session was described. All right, he described the calluses on the hand. Why is that necessary? That is not sexy. <laughs> well, because that was under the influence of the Merge Nine. He no, no, this was with Ortega. Oh, that's right. Well, Ortega, you know, yeah, she buddy. works for a living. She's got that taut dancer's body. The fiery Latin rhythm just, in the know. bedroom and the oh, yeah. callous cop hands that have probably <laughs> so touched things. So every time we know. read her name, we all yeah. thought of taco shells, right? Yeah. I was getting rubbed down by cornmeal. <laughs> Slap some salsa on this, man. Me. Ortega. Put some ground meat on there. Well, that's potato, exactly what he did. Sour cream. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, that's what he was word. saying. I don't know if you're it's like with each play. curl of his body, <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> Just smear it on the small of her back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was how she was augmented. It's like the entire temple was making love. It was as if I had a guacamole. ball of guacamole in my mouth. <laughs> Instead of secreting some sort of like erotic fluid, she only secretes like condiments. The, yeah. the illusion of guacamole. Oh, man. It's like, here, you... have some avocado spread and some, well, some the tomato to jam. Quieres roja like... oferte. <laughs> the sense of tomatillo permeated the air. <laughs> guacamole. Tomatillo. Guacamole. <laughs> I can right. taste the fiery seeds in Who between cares? her legs. There's so somehow... They populated an entire planet in the cosmos with only people from Japan and Eastern Europe. I mean, like, yeah, those were the only people who could figure out to fly that particular spaceship. It's like they were doing like... There was like a uh, French like guy a who's like, hey, mixer. I want to come on this voyage. Well, no, there's like a company mixer. It's like, we need to get together some people who don't normally talk in the office. Okay, Poland, you're with Japan. Yeah. <laughs> You guys both got <laughs> fucked in World War Two, right? Go play together. Yeah, you got you got so much in common. Uh, all right. I think I think that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Altered Carbon. Just once you, if you read Neuromancer and need more of Neuromancer esque action, read Altered Carbon. 
Yeah, that's about it. I don't have anything to add. I read all those fucking books. <laughs> I read like a thousand pages of that bullshit. It's Dave, fine. you're a more stalwart character than I'll ever be. I don't know. It's something to do on the train. That's <laughs> true. You've got trains. We have cars, and it's staring at somebody else. Can you imagine the audiobook of this? Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine the boners I would get while listening to it? I'd be like, I'm just sitting on the subway. Do you remember the, in one, I don't remember if it was like the second or third season of South Park where they suspect that someone is a necrophiliac stealing corpses. And so they're describing to uh, (laughs) Kyle's parents like what happened to his grandmother. (laughs) And it's like, uh, this is what they would sound like. And there's a guy just punching a jar of mayonnaise. He's like, That's what I thought of when I was reading Altered Carbon. Good like, memories, like good that. thoughts, healthy situation mentally. That's good. <laughs> Joel, I'm going to have you in for a psych eval. You're going to have me in for a psych eval? Yeah. <laughs> and by psych eval, I mean I'm going to have sex with you. Oh, wow. But in a female sleeve, it's okay. Yeah. Not cool, That's, John. Oh, man, it's finally what I've been waiting for this justification my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not gay. I was yeah, in a female sleep. We already talked about that with. Uh, I guess we didn't really get into it too much when we were, were talking about um, the player of games with Jaron Gerga and the sex change peoples. Yeah, I guess that did come up there too. But um... yeah, what is the deal with that? <laughs> it's like every sci-fi book published in the last ten years has to include some sort of gender bending. If they're not comfortable with their own, like, monosexuality, they got to, like, Dude, up the ante. That's transhumanism. It's just about who you're willing to bang and how. <laughs> that's it. That's it in a nutshell, transhumanism. That's what we're going to be sometime, sooner rather than later, I hope. I'm gra- glad the uh, highest aspirations of philosophical ideals 500 years in the future is it really doesn't matter what kind of genitals you've got. In fact, you can change them from day to day. Just bang. Um... I mean, I know that's the basis of our government. The entire point of our legislative process is to determine what happens to vaginas. <laughs> or, I mean, at least it's or what happens to vaginas. politicians' key talking points. It's that or what happens to vaginas determines what the legislation is. So, either way. Oh, we ready to clap? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, let's do it.
I guess, wait, there's like dual leadership yeah. here now. Usually no, Dave's the count. John, John, is, John is alpha dog. Ah, John, it's your it clap. Okay. I want to see what it's like from the other side. <laughs> Witness a new reality. Three, two, one, clap. That was an interesting Wait, turn. We were, so you you said me, three, two, one, and then he said two, clap. One, and I one, two, three. <laughs> It doesn't I went matter. on one. Trust I me. think we have to do that again. You want to no, do no, this again? I, I, went on me. one. You want to do <laughs> three, two, right. one, and clap on one? Yeah, okay. we clap on one. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I got a little psyched up. Three, two, one. Ah! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Listen, one of those will be good. It's the fast karate way. 